I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 246 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, have an action-packed week of content coming your way. We're going to kick things off today with a little bit of Monday motivation with a United States Marine turned entrepreneur. He is known as the money smart guy. Matt Sapala will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. Tomorrow on the podcast, we head to the baseball diamond. Major League Baseball catcher Dustin Garneau will be here with me. Wednesday, we have a nationally recognized artist. His paintings and portraits are incredible. Robert Peterson joins me here. Thursday, we go back to the gridiron with all-pro NFL center Nick Hardwick. And Friday, we have another Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood with former Navy SEAL and best-selling author Tom Shea. Okay, so today's episode, we have a father who has been able to make millions of dollars, and I know that we would all love to improve our financial status just a bit. So over the next three Mondays here, I will have entrepreneurs who have managed to amass fortunes, and I'm going to be focusing on the college aspect of this. One reason is a little selfish, because I have my oldest son. He's going to be hitting high school next year, and very soon we're going to be looking at college options for him. And I am not sold yet on the fact that kids have to go to college to succeed in today's world. And I am witnessing firsthand what the kids are doing in college here by driving them around in Uber on the weekends. And it is alarming to listen to even the seniors in college who are running up a monster tab have no idea what they plan on doing with their degrees. I do understand that it's necessary to have a degree in certain career paths. uh, But the goal here is to make money. And the guys that are coming on know exactly how to do that. I'm not sure at what part of the parenting game you're in, but I do hope you can find some value in today's podcast. So let's get into it, dads. Please be sure you're following me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace. I am going to be dropping some major upcoming guest announcements this week. And please tell every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list about the show that is celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with U.S. Marine turned entrepreneur, Matt Sapola. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads. First Class Fatherhood is being brought to you today by Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They sent me their lawnmower 2.0, and I wish they had something like this years ago. I can't tell you how many times I've nicked my nuggets in the shower while shaving. And you definitely don't want to be using the same razor on your face that you're using down there on the two amigos. The lawnmower 2.0 is an electric trimmer with skin-safe technology. It's waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. So let's go, dads. Right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners are getting 20% off their entire order, plus free shipping by using the promo code FATHER. Go to manscaped.com, enter the promo code FATHER at the checkout, save 20% off, and get free shipping. Manscaped.com, promo code FATHER. All right, joining me now is a first-class father. He is a successful military veteran, entrepreneur, and co-owner of PHP Agency. He takes complex leadership, management, and entrepreneurial ideas and converts them into simple life lessons. He is known as the money smart guy. It is an honor for me to say, Matt Sapola, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Great to be here, brother. All right, let's start here. How many kids do you have and how old are you? Five kids. I got kids ranging from 23 years old all the way down to five months. 
Wow, okay, I got four myself. We had three boys, and then we got our girl. If we didn't get her on the fourth try, I'd have five right along with you by now. <laughs> what awesome stuff. Uh, What type of uh, sports or activities are they all into? Oh, the whole thing, you know, basketball, soccer, even tried, you know, track. Uh, obviously, the girls, cheerleading. So, you know, the girls uh, love, you know, dance. So ballet and jazz and whatever the teenagers do these days, whatever they call their dances, I'm, I feel... I feel like a dad just even saying that. <laughs> uh, how old were you when you became a dad, and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? So it was my uh, it was my sixth year, fifth year in the Marine Corps. I was twenty one, twenty two years old, and and I realized very quickly that uh, family and the Marines didn't jive. Uh, the, my first responsibility was the Marine Corps and Uncle Sam, and there was even a saying in the military that said if if, the, if Uncle Sam, if the Marine Corps wanted you out of a family they would have issued you one. <laughs> right? So I already knew right then and there that if, if I wanted to pursue a, a successful family and, 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 and take care of the ones that I love and care about, I needed to find a different career path that would allow me to do that so therefore I could align my career and my family's uh, desires and goals and, and future, you know, future development in, in, in that order. Um, and, and that's when I became an entrepreneur. I really got serious about not deploying anymore. About, I got really serious about not being separated from my family anymore, uh, which obviously caused, you know, harm. Uh, I got divorced, and I became a single father. So, therefore, I had to get really serious about how I was going to make money because I need to make money not just for myself but for, for four mouths. Yeah, and it's incredible the way you've done that. You went from, uh, you know, Marine to the money smart guy. Well, when did you have this interest in uh, the financial world or, or what you're doing now? Was that while you were serving, before you were serving, or did that come after you served? Yeah, I, I had an interest in it because it was, for me, I just looked at it as an income opportunity. They said you can make six figures, you can have flexible time and schedule. You know, to, to ask me at the beginning, did I have a passion for insurance, did I have a passion for savings and investment, the, the, the true honest answer is no. It was just a career path for me. But as I continued to grow, develop, learn about the money game, learn about how our economy works, learn how capitalism and entrepreneurship and, you know, the, how, how the political agendas affect, you know, our, our financial lives and economic lives, I really started to develop and understand that a lot of people are so unaware of what goes on in their financial home, let alone the political world and how it affects their, their, their pocketbook. That's when I said, you know, there, there's a bigger purpose behind it. It's just not savings. It's just not insurance. It's just not investments. It's really understanding help people understand, man, I need to take control of my financial home because that way I can help people avoid a lot of arguments, a lot of conflict in the home, so therefore they'd be better dads, better family members, and, and do what they really want to do with their, with, their, with their future. Yeah, and Matt, it does seem like a lot of this stuff's not really taught in college because I drive Uber on the weekends and I speak with either, you know, college kids or, that are majoring in something that they have no idea why or I'm speaking, <laughs> or I'm speaking with kids that recently graduated from college and they're working in a job that's totally different from what they studied and then they're crying about student debt. So, I mean, is college really necessary to succeed for kids in today's world? It's funny. I, you know, today, our, 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 my wife and I were blessed. To answer your question quickly, no, zero. We're blessed with the seven figure. We're, we're cash flow millionaires. We make we make seven figures a year. We can literally afford to pay for a kid's college education with no student loan debt. But my top three kids, twenty three year olds, three and three, twenty three years old and eighteen years old, all of them, we've suggested if they're not going to be a doctor, dentist, they're not going to basically study STEM, right? Science, technology, engineering, uh, medicine, or, or math, or or become a lawyer. Go off into the business world. Go off and find a job. 
Go off and find out what the world can teach you because the best teacher you can find is not what mommy and daddy will taught you because the world is a quick, is a quick uh, harsh lesson in maturity. Go out there and get beat up and therefore come back and talk to me with your experience and you know how, and then we can have a different relationship from here going forward. But uh, you know, uh, my, my twins that are 18 years old, they're, they're testing the waters of college, but they're already quickly seeing that. That's not ultimately where they want to go because they're, they're around a lot of students, that, what you just said. They don't know what they want. And when I raise them in the business world, I raise them on uh, other entrepreneurs' kids. These kids, you know, they're, they're thinking business. They're thinking opportunity. They, they go to school, much other kids that don't know what they want. It's already uh, frustrating for them. So college is not the route for them. Yeah, well said. And, and you know what? I know a lot of kids, some of my kids included, they're motivated more by, like, video game time than money as far <laughs> as when it, when it comes to chores and stuff like that. Um, you know, and if they do want money, it's for a video game. So how can we kind of instill, you know, some financial sense into our young kids, into their mind? Well, I, I'm not the parent that gives my kids an allowance. I think when you give your kids an allowance, you're teaching your kids. In other words, you're just giving them money just to give them money. If, if I figured if I did that, I am just raising my kids to be raised on a sense of entitlement, that just because I live in your house, you owe me 20 bucks a week. Right? I'm raising my kids then to, to be on welfare. But if I turn around and say, listen, if you do this, this, and that, which is your basic standard chores, you're not going to get paid for that because that's what you're supposed to do. But if you go above and beyond, if you, if you do a little bit more extra credit than everybody else, the rest of your siblings, you're going to get money. You're going to get a premium. And when it's time to go to the store, when it's time to go to the amusement park, when it's time to go on vacation, you're going to have money to buy souvenirs. You're going to have money to buy other things. Why? Because the times that, that, that was given you to, to, to express yourself a little bit more than your other siblings, you did it and they didn't, and they're going to remember it, and you, you'll be glad you did. Yeah, I love that philosophy, Matt. And, uh, you know, all right, you, all right, obviously you've had a lot of success here. I know that requires, you know, a ton of hard work and focus. Many of us dads, especially out here, we struggle with balancing our work and family life. How do you kind of manage all that? I don't. I just. I just don't believe in work-life balance. Why? For most people, their checking account isn't balanced, <laughs> right? So, so I said, you know, how about work-life harmony? How about work-life integration? It's funny. I'm. I'm about to release a video this week called "The Ten Things I Learned from Kobe Bryant," because Kobe Bryant was just at a recent conference uh, last week, and in the middle of me shooting that video, my five my five month old starts crying. Why? Because he's here at the office with me. And I reached out and gave him a couple kisses, put the pacifier in him. And listen, he's here. He's hearing dad in his game. He's hearing dad in his element. He's hearing dad pitch. He's hearing his dad on the phone. He's hearing his dad do his thing. And that becomes a natural language to him. I want my children to learn how to sell, how to sell a solution to a problem. Right? I want them around me. So, therefore, when they, my, my son, he's 23 years old, he can get any job he wants. Because he learned, he's learned the gift of gap. He's learned emotional intelligence. He's learned to sell. And when, when we have our kids in an environment, because they're integrated into our environment, there's harmony within the environment. I'm talking to my kids all the time about the mistakes I see people make. You know, uh, Charlie Munger, which was uh, uh, Warren Buffett's advisor at uh, Berkshire Hathaway, his kids said every time at dinner, Dad talked to us about some rich guy who made a mistake and unraveled all his wealth. So I talk to my kids all the time, and any time we have, about the mistakes that people make, the mistakes that dad made, how they can avoid it, and it strengthens, and it strengthens our relationship.
Yeah, very cool. And, and, and Matt, what, what type of um, what type of disciplinarian are you when it comes to being? And obviously, in, a, in the Marines, you have to you're a well-disciplined individual yourself. I would imagine. How do you kind of handle discipline as a parent? Well, see, when I, I was raised with a belt and a slipper, <laughs> right? These days, you can't do that, right? So, so you know, it's very easy. You take the video games from the kids. You take you put them in timeout. You have them just sit in the corner, just think about what they did. Uh, uh, teenagers, you take away their cell phone, you strip away their world, have them marinate about what they did, and, and have their world slow down a little bit, uh, and then and then you help them process that issue. Well, you know, from from what behavior did you think that that was okay? You know, if you were to do this all over again, what would you do? Uh, if, if if there was a formula for you to make the right decision, what type of formula would you incorporate next time you were going to face this type of cross, you know, a, a, a fork in a road? You're about to cross these across this road. So it's just not going through the mistake as I'm helping them. I'm helping them process the issue. And I tell them, listen, your dad makes mistakes all the time, but I don't make the same mistake all the time. Your life is about dealing with failure because entrepreneurs, we fail all the time. But if you make the same mistake over and over and over, you never learn from it, and that's a problem. And so I grew my kids, listen, don't, don't, don't not do anything just because you're afraid to fail, but I don't want you to make the same mistakes twice. Yeah, very well said. And- All right, dads, the NFL season is now upon us, and the Major League Baseball season is winding down. There is no better time to take your kids to the ball game, and First Class Fatherhood listeners can save $20 off their tickets on SeatGeek.com by using my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS. Maybe you want to see a concert or a Broadway show. Save 20 bucks on the tickets on SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code FIRSTCLASS. It's a slam-dunk deal, dads. SeatGeek.com, promo code FIRSTCLASS. Fatherhood is the best seat in the house. I, I love to ask the dads that have, you know, four or more children like myself here. For, for my wife and I, going from uh, two to three kids prevented, uh, presented the biggest challenge for us as far as the denomination of kids. What would you say was the, was the most challenging for you as far as going from uh, which, how many kids to the other? See, this is, this is why I think the world of entrepreneurship, the world of capitalism, the economic system of capitalism, and just America in general. The first four kids, I'll tell you this, the first four kids with financial problems left and right. And we said, you know what, babe, let's just focus in our business because if we're able to, to build a business, we're able to work together, we're going to show our kids an example that husband and wife work together in business, and that's a good thing. Number two, we're going to show our kids how to raise ourselves from, from being broke to bald and from scratch to success. We're going to show that if you work hard enough, you can get somewhere in life. Uh, this fifth kid that we've had, Jordan, he's five months old right now. It's the first kid we've had, and we've not had to worry about money. And we say, you know what, babe, you want to get pregnant? Let's, let's tell you, let's, let's have some fun doing it, <laughs> right? But it's not like we woke up and said, you know what, we're going to have X amount of kids. We're a blended family. I brought three, three to the table. She brought one, so we had a total of four. And she said, babe, let's, let's have another kid together. Of course, I had my hesitations about it because I know the financial strain and the, the, the stress that it caused in my life. And she said, you know what? Let's have one together. Let's, let's build, as we're building a life together, as we're building a business together, let's build a family together. Let's, 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 let's have a child. And that's really more of the, how we made the decision to have another kid. She wants another one. She goes, babe, look how cute he is. You know, I want a girl. Babe, you, you think that just because we have another kid, it's going to be automatically a girl. I'm prone to have boys. So, uh, so it's, it's kind of a fun conversation now. But the unique thing about entrepreneurship and business and what we're doing in terms of life from, from our financials perspective is today we can calmly 
make a decision whether I want another kid, not because it costs us financially, but the emotional investment on our end to actually do that. Yeah, very well said. That's awesome. And, and, and you know, and of course, thank you for your service. And I know that uh, I, I spoke with quite a few vets that have found, you know, just a ton of success after their military careers. Uh, and, but so many of them are struggling out there to find work, to find passion. A lot of them are young dads. What type of advice do you have to the, you know, maybe to the veteran that's out there that's looking at, at the success of these other veterans, yourself included there, and how can they get from where they are to where you are? I think the best thing for a lot of veterans for them to understand is, number one, you've learned how to work as a team. You don't care if a guy was white, black, brown, yellow, purple. don't matter. You worked because you were green. You worked because you were in uniform. You worked because you, you were serving something greater than you. I think for the veteran out there, you've learned how to deal with multicultural relationships. I think it's so important today because so many different cultures and ethnic backgrounds bring such a diverse uh, a contribution to a business, to a team. And as a, as a, as a veteran, you know how to, you, you, you subconsciously, you know how to work together with all that because you see past the, 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 the color of one's skin. So I, th- I think that is a very important thing there. Number two, that you know how to work hard. You know what it's like to have a 16, 18 hours, sometimes 22 hour work day. You know what it's like to work, have one, two, three hours of sleep. You know, you, you naturally, subconsciously know how to outlast outwork, out-strategize your enemy, your competition. So if you have the guts to say, you know what, let me get my piece of the American pie. I fought for freedom. Let me get my piece of financial freedom. The business world is ripe and open for you to do that. Listen, imagine the world if it was filled with military veterans helping lead the way. Every time I run to a veteran leading a business, when I run across all these veterans, whether it be a T-shirt company, a technology company, a security company, but they're entrepreneurs. They're making a deep contribution to society. They're creating jobs. They're part of the solution. They're not part of the problem. It's a masterful thing, a wonderful thing to see entrepreneurs in the business world. But a lot of, a lot of veterans, they're not having that conversation amongst the ranks while they're in the military. Why? Because of natural disposition to be a cop, firefighter, security guard, contractor, go to college. Listen, I took, my, I took my GI Bill. I went to college frustrated because I need to make money now. I have bills now. I don't have three years to wait. And make a long story short, when I got involved in the insurance world, got involved in financial services world, I started making more money than all the students and all the college professors in my college at DePaul University downtown here in Chicago. The professor asked me, what are you doing this for, to make money? You're doing that now. You're making more money than me. So are you asking me to drop out? He says, well, I'm not asking you to do that, but if the shoe fits. So I finished his tax planning class, <laughs> and I've never looked back at college ever again. Guys, a college degree, as, I, as you asked me before, a college degree does not define you. As we mentioned earlier, there's all sorts of bellhops, baristas, Uber drivers that have college degrees, master's degrees, PhDs that, have un, that are underemployed. They're not making enough money. I love the business. A veteran can say, you know, let, me kick, let me kick the door down. Let me kick the door in, in in this financial house. Let me claim this financial house for myself. That's the business world will allow you to do. And I love it. Yeah. I love the business world for doing that. Yep. Yeah, that's incredible, man. And, and you've had so much success here. What, what kind of goals or plans do you have here for yourself in the future? <clears throat> I, I, I have a goal right now to build our YouTube channel. It's called the Seven Figure Squad. To show guys that making seven figures a year, it's no big deal. Guys, making seven figures, like, oh, my gosh, I never even make six figures. 
that's really no big deal. One out of ten people making six figures a year are paycheck to paycheck. Making seven figures a year creates a system, creates a process, and if you can follow that system and process, whatever industry or field that you're in, that's what I'm talking about on, on my YouTube channel. So I want to build up the YouTube channel because I just want to communicate that there's a beacon of financial hope out there that you can follow. There's other people doing this. It's, yeah, sure, it's a how-to channel. It's, I'm not going to show you know, videos about squirrels you know, water skiing, but I'm going to have some serious practicality about how the people that I'm around are making it happen and elevating above their financial concerns. Number two, PhD agency, we're building it to the next multi-billion dollar company. Oscar De La Hoya dropped his $10 million a couple years ago to invest into the infrastructure of our company. We've got a lot of eyeballs looking at us right now. President Bush, former President Bush, was just at our convention last week too as well. Loves what we do. In spite of him being on vacation, in spite of, of, of his busy schedule and conflicting information, he came out to our event to speak at our event to bring value. He didn't have to do it. He did it. And uh, we're just excited about building the next multi-billion dollar company in the insurance world, not just in the United States, but all over the world. So we want to also expand not only nationally, but also to expand globally. Wow, incredible. Yeah, I got a new goal now to be a guest on that seven-figure billionaire. Uh, uh, seven-figure squad. Yeah, seven of course. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, all right. Well, listen, uh, last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Matt, I'd love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new father or for that about-to-be dad who's out there listening? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Mother, I've never been asked that question. I, I, I was, any advice I would give a new dad is that we're raising our children in an era that's much more advanced. Kids are being exposed to things a lot more quickly. Uh, kids are being exposed to a lot more scenarios a lot more quickly. People are experiencing a lot of negative things a lot more quickly. And the more you're able to communicate with them, you, you need to process your own issues and how you, and how you, how you process the, the negative things that's in the media today because your kids are going to see it. I mean, your kids are doing homework, right? And porn sites and negative sites are popping up while they're doing homework. Are you kidding me? Right? So I got, I got to help my kids process it. I think my kids are like third grade, fourth grade at the time. And so, so a lot of things are going to be uh, exposed to your children, uh, sadly. You have to get ahead of it. So you have to get ahead of, of, of those things. And the more you are able to be open and transparent about your own mistakes, open and transparent about how, the way you see the things, the, the more you're able to help your kid and, and you're able to equip them on how to tackle the, the, the world that you're raising them in so therefore they can be a better contributor to society down the road. You know, what I love about being a parent, you think it's you're perfecting the kids. I think it's the opposite around. The kids are perfecting you. The kids, if you want to raise children, and, and by the way, children are their own, they have their own personality, they have their own destiny, they have their own calling in life. You know, I think that 80% of their success or failure is not due to mom and dad, it's on them. You're, you're only about 20% of their success or failure. You know, I was raising with a line of thought that your kids define you. I, I, I've got to disagree with that because, you know, I'm reading this proverb in the Bible that says, raise your child in the ways of the word, so therefore when they grow, they'll never depart. Which means that, that by the way, the guy that wrote that was King Solomon. He's a rich guy. He was the richest king who ever lived. And he even said, kids screw up. No matter if I raise them in royalty, no matter if I raise them in the palace, no matter if I raise them with money, kids still screw up. You just can't put that on your back, but you got to equip them to tackle the challenges of this world by exposing them to mistakes, what you would do if you were their age again, and pray and hope for the best. But at the end of the day, 
Uh, it's, it's fun to be a dad. Enjoy the process of being a dad. Document videos and pictures about what it was like to, to raise them. My kids and I, we have a kick right now of me taking videos and pictures of them when they were newborn, one years old, two years old, the first song, the first day of school, the, the first birthday. They get a kick out of that. So that's meant to take a lot of pictures, get into the hard drive, fill it up with memories, fill it with love, and fill it with your joy of, of this process and this unique thing about this unique title about being a dad. Good luck. Yeah, but <laughs> very well said. <laughs> I, I love the message. It's been an honor for me. I got to say you're a first-class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Honored to be here. Thanks for having me. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Matt Sapola for giving me a few minutes of his time. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Locking in for tomorrow, we visit the baseball diamond. Major League Baseball catcher Dustin Garneau stops by. Wednesday, the artist known as Robert Peterson will be here with me. Thursday, NFL All-Pro Center Nick Hardwick stops by. And Friday, a Frogman Friday edition of the podcast here with former Navy SEAL Tom Shea. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.